We are still celebrating 75 years of Restoration Church. So prepare your hearts, ready your mind for a word from God today. Well, good morning. If you're here in Dover, please make some noise. Let everybody know that I'm not here alone. My name is Nate Gagne. I'm the lead pastor of Restoration Church. I want to take a moment and say hello to everybody joining us in Plymouth, to everybody joining us in uh, Milton. And of course, I've already talked with everybody online. We're glad that you're still here. We are in our 75th anniversary. We're doing a whole series kind of uh, bringing some people out of the woodwork, bringing some people who've been a part of Restoration Church in the past and, and hearing from them. And it has been so special and so good and really a lot of fun. I've, I've looked forward to every week so much. And today's no different. Um, and if you pay attention to your... Restoration Church emails that we send you out every week. Uh, if you're not on that, you can join that on the website. Just go to the bottom of the webpage. You see join mailing list uh, where we send out information. Our guest speaker that, that was on your email is actually scheduled for next week. So you just be aware of that. But a guest speaker this morning, he's no backup plan. He is a great man of God. And a little bit of context for you. He attended the Dover location before he and his wife relocated to middle of nowhere, Maine, pretty much. We're like, where's that? I pick anywhere in Maine. And, the, uh, and he also serves on our district leadership team. We're part of a group of churches called the Assembly of God, and he serves on our district leadership team for Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine. That's where we're a part of. He also is the area director of the Kingdom Builders projects that our kids and our teenagers participate in. So our teenagers' uh, Kingdom Builders project every year is Speed the Light, and they're, and they're working with missionaries. Our kids' Speed the Light project every year is BGMC, and obviously they're doing missions work as well. Our Honduras project, starting kids' ministries, that was a BGMC project that we get to partner with our kids to do. And, uh, and so it's pretty awesome, pretty amazing. Well, his name is Travis Nicholson, and you guys are going to give him a huge welcome right now. Well, good morning, Restoration Church. Uh, I am so excited to be here this morning. Um, as <clears throat> Pastor Nate said, uh, my wife and I uh, did attend as just regular churchgoers for the past uh, two years before we did indeed move into literally the middle of nowhere. Um, and it's, I, I, don't, I don't think I could point at it if it was on a map. Uh, and so we miss you guys. Uh, and I, I just want to make something real clear. Uh, contrary to what 
Pastor Andrew or, or Jeremy or, or some of the others will say, uh, this isn't my first time here. Uh, I've been here, like I said, many times. Um, they like to give me, I, I'm not lying, they like to give me a hard time. Um, but as, as the DYD, as the, the district youth director uh, for Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, I had to travel a lot, especially when I first started attending restoration. So they always like to give me a hard time. Uh, but we did start attending regularly. We actually, uh, this past year, we, uh, we helped lead the First Impressions team, and we just, we loved serving. Uh, it was one of those things where uh, Pastor Nate had asked, I think in like February or March, and then COVID hit. Uh, and so then we weren't able to, to serve for like three or four months. Uh, but then once we, ever, once we were able to serve again, uh, we had a great time getting to uh, meet uh, many of you. Uh, some of you we know through circles. And so if you're not plugged in a circle, if you're not serving, I'm just going to go ahead and put a plug in here for that. Um, get connected. Um, because a, a lot of what I'm, I'm going to talk about today is, is how we can uh, ensure that restoration celebrates another 75 years. Uh, and one of that is, is you getting connected, you serving, and, uh, and getting connected in a circle. But like I said, it is so awesome to be here this morning. And during such an amazing celebratory time, uh, I, even though we've been away, I've been watching. I, I, I tend to watch uh, services throughout the week, uh, and I watch Restoration almost every week. Uh, I love Restoration Church. Uh, I still call it my home. I love Pastor Nate. Uh, he's, he's one of, if not the closest friend I have. And so it's just amazing to be here and to celebrate 75 years with you guys. You know, I, when, when he, he said, you know, we're celebrating 75 years, I wanted to uh, just do a little research. Did you realize that Restoration Church is now the same age as Dolly Parton and Cher? <laughs> it's the same age as three of our U.S. presidents, President Clinton, President Bush, and President Trump. And Restoration Church is the same age as the greatest actor to ever live, Mr. Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, big things. 75 years isn't something just to, to look over or to look past. It's, it's something to be celebrated. And I'm so glad that you guys are spending this entire month celebrating that. And, and I know Pastor Nate well enough, and I know his team well enough, that, that 75 years is not an end point. They're not going to get to the end of this year and be like, okay, we're done. They're looking ahead to what the next 75 years could look like. They want to celebrate 90, 100, 150 years. And I think if Pastor Nate has anything to do with it, there'll be another 75 locations by then, too. And uh, so we're, we're excited to be here. We're excited to uh, bring the word this morning. And I just want to uh, just challenge all of us. If, if we want to celebrate another 75 years, if we want to celebrate 100 years, uh, 150 years, um, there's, there's things that, that we as individuals have to do. Because yes, God has called Pastor Nate to lead this church, and he's called his team to lead this church. Um, and there, there'll be a pastor after him and a pastor after them to, to, to lead this, this church. But it, it's up to us as churchgoers. And, and, and I'm saying us because, I, like I said, I still call Restoration Church home. I love Restoration Church, and I know even though I watch online, it's my responsibility just as much as it is yours to make sure that uh, Restoration can celebrate another 75 years. And so this morning, I want to talk about the one responsibility that we each have. Uh, we, we each have one responsibility, and if, if there's nothing else that you remember this morning, I hope you remember these three words, and that's sharing, 
is caring. I know it's super cheesy. I, when I wrote it, I was like, this is like cheesier than uh, extra puff Cheetos. And, and, and I know that. Uh, but here's the thing that I also know, is this extra cheesy pizza is going to help you remember uh, what, what we speak about today. Uh, the, the stories I have are cheesy. Sharing is caring. You know, it may seem like you're watching Sesame Street or something like that, but it's such a simple idea. And it's such a simple thing that sometimes we forget about it. Because sharing is something that hopefully many of us were taught at a young age. I think we all know the adults who maybe were never taught how to share, uh, but most of us were taught how to share at a young age. And uh, the, the thing about sharing, when, when, when I talk about sharing this morning and, and, and I talk about all that, that it entails, I want you to understand that sharing comes down to being missional. It, it, it comes down to, to, to being missional. Uh, many of us, if you were raised in church for any length of time, uh, you've heard the, the Great Commission. It's found in uh, Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 through 20. And it says this, it says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. These two verses can be summed up in three words. Share the gospel. And why do we share the gospel? Because, and wait for it, sharing is caring. All right, so if, if you remember anything tonight, this morning, and if you leave today, just remember sharing is caring. God has called us each to share the gospel. And this morning, I really hope that I can help us all learn to be better sharers. Uh, we're, we're going back to our childhood, and I'm, I'm going to help teach you how to share. Um, for, for me, I remember the distinct moment that I was taught how to share. Um, before I get into that, the one thing that you have to understand about me is I come from a very strange family, uh, which I'm sure we can all say to some extent. But my family is kind of like uh, if you take the Brady Bunch, you mix it with Beverly Hillbillies, and then you sprinkle a little bit of like yours, mine, and ours in there. It's, it's just a mixture. In fact, if, if you remember when Pastor Nate did the Family Tree series um, about six months ago or so, uh, he talked about uh, someone that found out that his family was a little more related than most families are through Ancestry.com. Uh, that's my family. Uh, that was me. Uh, and it's my, my family's crazy, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it. I, I have the, the blessing of having three moms, three dads, seven sisters, two brothers, and like 16 nieces and nephews. It's huge. But growing up, it was, it was like a back and forth, right? I grew up with, with, with one main family, and that was my mom, my stepdad, and one of my sisters. She, she was six years older than me, which meant that I was the baby of the family. And if any of you in here are the baby of your family, or if you have a baby sibling, you know one thing to be true, and that's that the baby gets away with murder. It's true. The baby gets away with everything. And uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's how it was for me growing up, and I know that's how it is in many other families growing up. Uh, some people say that the parents get to, to that point, and they're like, yeah, I'm done. Just enjoy life. Um, for me, it's just because my mama really loved me. I was a mama's boy. 
And uh, so, so I grew up uh, with my, my mom, stepdad, and my sister. And I got, I got all my, my own toys, and I got to play with my own toys. And, and my sister was older than me, so she was into other girly stuff, like things that I just wasn't into. And uh, I played with Power Rangers and, and stuff that she wasn't into, uh, although she secretly was. But um, I, you know, so I just played by myself until every other weekend, I'd go and I'd visit my father, my stepmother, four of my sisters, and one brother. And... I was no longer the baby of that family. I was like the second or third youngest in that family. And there was a lot more of us. And if you have a large family, you know that you can't live life without sharing. And so I'd bring my toys over and I'd try to, to, try to play my own toys. And uh, it just, they'd always get mad at me and upset with me. So one, one weekend, my dad and my stepmom called and they say, Travis, we want you to bring all of your favorite toys. We're, we're asking everyone to bring their favorite toys. And so I was like, sweet. So I, I grabbed the Red Ranger and the Pink Ranger and, and you know, just, just, just all of my favorite toys. And, and I go to my dad's house. And, I, and we get there. And they're like, all right, Travis, put your toys in the middle of the room. You're going to put your toys in the, in the very middle of the room. So I put all my toys in the middle of the room. And I said, OK, Travis, now you're going to go sit over there in the corner. So I go sit over there in the corner. I say, all right, all your siblings are now going to choose one, one of your toys. And you're going to sit there. And you're going to watch them play with it. And that's what they made me do. They made me sit there and watch as my siblings played with my toys. And it was, it was a heartbreaking moment. But it's a moment that I won't forget, because in that moment, I, taught, I was taught how to share. And so this morning, I want to help us learn how to share. Now, when most pastors talk about missions, um, they focus on, on the Great Commission, like, like I mentioned. You know, Matthew 28 verse 19 through 20. But here's the thing. We serve a God that is a missionary God. Missions is at the heart of who God is. We can see it clearly. If, if, if we go all the way back to the very beginning of the Bible, we can see it clearly in Genesis 3, when, when God sets out to find two of his children that are lost because they rebelled against him. And he goes out to find them and bring, him, bring them back into fellowship with him. And so from that moment forward, we just see time and time again how our God is a missionary God. And so I don't want to look at the Great Commission of the New Testament. I want us to go back and look at the Great Commission of the Old Testament. If we fast forward a little bit from Genesis 3, we find ourselves in Genesis chapter 12. And this morning, we're going to be talking about a man named Abraham. Now, most of you, if you were raised in church, you know Abraham from the song, Father Abraham had many sons, many sons had. I just want to get that song stuck in your head. Um, and it will be all day long. And most of us know either from that song or we know Abraham from the almost sacrifice of his son Isaac when God provided another way, another sacrifice for him. But this is before the almost sacrifice of Isaac. This is, this is before Abraham was even named Abraham. It was when he was still named Abram. And this is the moment that Abram was called by God. And we can see it in Genesis chapter 12. So if you have your Bibles, just open up to verse 1 through 3 of Genesis chapter 12. And it says this. It says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred 
and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. In these three verses, we see the first act of sharing. We see the first act of someone receiving something from God and having to share it. And it, 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 it's a very quick, you know, you kind of blink it and you miss it, kind of like the town I live in. It's a very, very quick thing to miss. And you, you, you see it right here. If, if we go back to verse 2 and verse 3, God starts listing off how he'll bless Abram. He says this. He says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. And then it says, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless you so that you will be a blessing. And he goes on to tell Abram two more times, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who, who dishonor you, before telling him, finally, in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And so we see five times where God tells Abram, I'm going to bless you, I'm going to bless you, I'm going to bless you. But it's not just because I love you, and it's not just because... I want to spoil you. It's because I want you to share it. He said, I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing. I'm going to bless you so that all the families of the earth shall be blessed. You and I have been blessed. And if, if, if you're sitting here and you, you've accepted Christ as your Savior, you've been blessed. Now, I don't know the situation you're in, so you may say it doesn't really feel like it, but if you've accepted Christ into your life, you've been blessed. Because you have a gift of eternal life. Something that, that, that so many long for. So many don't realize that they need. We have the security of knowing that one day, there'll be no more pain. One day, there'll be endless joy. We have that security and that faith. And that's a huge blessing. We have been given a gift not to hold on to. Not, not to keep and, and, and hold for ourselves but to share, to give to others, to bless others. Because that's what God has called, just like he called Abram, to be blessed so that he can bless. God's calling us to bless, to be blessed so we can bless. And maybe, maybe you, you're in here and, and, and I'm talking about sharing the gospel and, and, and maybe you're great at this. Maybe you're fantastic at sharing the gospel. Maybe, maybe you share the gospel with every single person you meet. Or maybe you're in here and you haven't had the opportunity to share the gospel of Christ, to share your testimony. And you haven't seen the, the walls that that can break down or the freedom that that can bring to someone's life or the joy that they see. And it's, it's such an amazing blessing to be able to bless someone with an eternal gift. And maybe you haven't had that opportunity but I, I want to tell you two stories. Like I said, they're a little cheesy, but it's going to get the point across because I believe that we, we, we've, done, we've all done this at, at some point. You know, I, I, I have two stories of a time that I was terrible at sharing where it was, it was probably like the lowest point in my life and, and at a time where I was great at it. 
And the first time, I was nine years old. Uh, I'd become an uncle at the age of six. So my nephew was about three years old. Something I have to understand is every year for Christmas, my my parents would would get me one of these Hess trucks. Uh, Because every year, they they have a different one. Uh, This one's from 1997. I had this exact Hess truck. Uh, This is actually mine. I found it at a flea market, and I bought it because I love it. Um, but I had this exact Hess truck, and, and this was one of my favorites. Hess was doing something that no one else was doing. They were putting cars in the back of their trucks. I mean, who does that? So not only were you getting a truck, but I've, I got two, two sports cars with it, and I loved it. And I, I had every single one, and they were my trucks. I had a, a spot for them in my room. I played with them. I knew, I knew exactly how they, they worked. I knew, I knew how to play with them the right way. Because if you didn't know, there's a right way to play with every toy. And I knew the right way to play with, with my toys. And then my nephew came over. It was, it was for a family gathering. It could have been Thanksgiving or, or Christmas. And he's three years old. Um, and, and I'm nine years old, just trying to paint the scene. And he comes into my room. And he usually always played with most of my toys. But I let him play with the toys that I didn't really play with anymore. Um, because... I don't play with them, so he can play with them. No big deal. Well, then he goes to reach for this Hess truck. Like I said, this was my favorite Hess truck growing up. And he goes to reach for it. And I get angry. And I, I, I get filled with what I can only assume was the same anger that, that Jesus was filled with in the temple. And I, and I, start, whipping, I start whipping my nephew. Not real. Um, but... <laughs> But I do, I do rip the Hess truck out of his hands and push him down because I'm a strong nine-year-old and he's a three-year-old. I can take him. Well, he starts crying and immediately I start crying because I'm like, I'm not sad, but I know I'm going to get in trouble. And so he's crying. I'm crying. My parents come in. They're crying. Everyone's crying. It's just a sad moment. I don't think my parents cried. I just like to think they did. Um, But it's just a sad moment because I refuse to share something as little as a Hess truck. Uh, I brought sorrow to my nephew. I brought sorrow to myself. Uh, I'm sure my parents were disappointed. Uh, I'm, if, if my dad found out, my dad and stepmom, they probably would have made me sit in the cor- corner a little longer uh, to watch my siblings play with my toys. Maybe I didn't learn my lesson. But it was, it was, it was a sad moment. And, and I remember that. I, I, I remember the sorrow on, on my nephew's face. Now, fast forward, I'm a little older uh, I'm, I'm 12 years old now, 13 years old now. And if you don't know this, teenagers, we got it handled. All right? Teenagers know everything. Uh, and if you have a teenager in the house, you know this is, it's true. All right? So I'm 12, 13 years old. I'm, I'm like the man of the house, and I, I've, got it, I've got it covered. And so my, uh, my neighbor comes over. Uh, she knocks on the door, and she's talking to my mom. I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was like a cup of sugar or something, because I think neighbors do that all the time. And, uh, but she had with her uh, a young son who happened to be the same age as my nephew. So this time, uh, he was about six or seven years old. And my mom says, hey, Travis, can you watch TJ? Just bring him to your room and, and, and let him play with some of your toys. I'm 12 or 13, okay? I don't, I don't play with toys anymore. I play video games, because that's where it's at. Yeah, let's go. And so I told him, I said, hey, look, you can play with any toys you want. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play, uh, 
PlayStation. You, you, you focus on, on, on the toys. You can do whatever. Well, I didn't notice, but when he walked in, he was carrying uh, a Woody doll from Toy Story. I'm, I'm sorry, a Woody action figure uh, from Toy Story. And uh, so when, when I noticed he was playing with that, that was his. He brought that. And I was like, dude, I got a toy that you're going to love even more. And so I reached into my closet, and I hadn't played with him in forever, but I pulled out the Buzz Lightyear. Now, this isn't mine, so I want to shout out to Robbie Fredette for letting me borrow your Buzz Lightyear. Um, but I had one or for sharing. See, see, Robbie knows how to share, all right? Maybe we as adults will learn how to share. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I had one just like this one. Um, growing up, and it, it was so awesome. It, it, it had the, the voice. Uh, it, it had the, the wings that pop out. The helmet flies up, and I loved it. But I just wasn't playing with it anymore. And so it's like, why, why hold on to something that, that I'm, not, I'm not playing with, I'm not, I'm not using? And so, so I, I, I told him that, that he could play with it, and you know, he, he's having the time of his life. He's, you know... Um, making scenes from Toy Story and, you know, making things up and just what a kid, a normal kid would do. Well, TJ gets ready to leave. His mom's heading out and all of a sudden I see him. He still has the, the Buzz Lightyear in his hand and he's, he's walking out. And I have to be honest, immediately in my head, I was like, what does that kid think he's doing? That's, that's my Buzz Lightyear. And, uh, and his mom said, all right, TJ, you got to bring that back. And maybe it was because I was older, wiser. I knew everything at that point. I knew. I said, I said no, TJ can have it. I, I don't really play with him anymore. If TJ wants him, he can have him. And that boy lit up. And he ran over and he gave me the biggest hug. Now, this was long before COVID-19, so it was acceptable then. <laughs> but he gave me the biggest hug. And he was so excited. And he was so happy. And right then and there, I realized the joy of sharing. And, and I can look back, and, and those are silly moments, but I think we all have some of those moments in our life where we can look back where, where, where we shared a toy or we shared a meal, and, and we can remember the, the joy that that brought. Maybe you haven't had the opportunity to share the gospel with someone, and so you haven't seen just how much life that brings, but, but you've shared something with someone that was without, and you've seen the joy that that brings. If you haven't shared anything in your life, you need to go sit in the corner and we'll all play with your toys. But at some point, you've shared something, and you've seen the joy. Or, or maybe, maybe you haven't shared something, and you've seen the sorrow that that brings. You know, when, when, when we talk about sharing the gospel, Sometimes we get so wrapped up in, well, well I, don't, I don't know how to share the gospel. I've never, I've never done it. I, 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 I don't know. I don't even know where to begin. But if I was to come, come to you and say, hey, can you share with me your favorite movie? Right now, every single one of you are, are, are thinking of a favorite movie. And you probably know the, the actors in that movie. Or you know a few quotes from that movie. Or if I was to come to you and say, hey, what's your favorite song? you're singing it in your head right now. You're either singing that or you're singing Father Abraham and then he's You're singing one of those. And you know it because it's your favorite and you love it. And this isn't news to anyone. 
But your favorite movie, your favorite song, your, your favorite toy, those can't bring people life. Those can't bring dead people to life again. There's no power in your favorite movie or your favorite song or your favorite toy. But there is power when we share the gospel of Jesus Christ. There is power when, when, when we call dead bones to, to, to live again. And so I want to make sure that, that, that we understand that this is a gift that we've been given. If you've accepted Christ into your life, it's a gift that you've been given. And it's a gift that God wants us to share. It's a gift that God wants us to give freely. Because the greatest thing about, about it is this gift is free. Romans chapter 6, verse 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Abram was called to bless the nations. Abram was blessed so that he could bless. We, you and I, believers, we're called to do the same. We're called to bless the nations. Now, your nation may not be across the globe. It may not be China or, the, or Russia or, or anywhere over there. Maybe your, your, your nation is at Chili's today after church or La Festa, because come on, who doesn't go to La Festa? Um, I miss La Festa, big time. Um, but maybe, maybe your nation is the supermarket this week unless you get picked up. And then maybe your nation is, is the person delivering your groceries. Maybe your nation is, is your job, where you work. Or maybe your nation is your house. Maybe your nation is your living room, your bedroom. I don't know. I don't know where God's called you to bless. I, I don't know who God's called you to share the gospel with. But what I do know is that if we want to see restoration church stand for another 75 years, if we want to see Dover and Milton and Plymouth change, we have to share the gospel. We can't hold on to this and, 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 and say, this is mine. It changed my life and I have to cherish it. No, it changed your life so that you can change someone else's life. It's a gift that's been given to you so that you can share the same gift with someone else. You know, I... In, in closing, I want to I make sure that, that I, I mention this because I'd be amiss if I, if I didn't. If, if I didn't talk about how we can literally bless all the nations. You know, Pastor Nate said I was the overseer of the kingdom builders for uh, Northern New England. And that's Speed the Light and BGMC. Speed the Light is for our teenagers and BGMC is for our kids. And we're seeing something We've never seen happen in Northern New England where students, leaders, kids, and kids' leaders are grasping the, the, the call of God and the heart of God and, and, and realizing that God's called us all to be missional, realizing that God's called us all to share the gospel. And they're saying, I may not be able to go to Africa, but I'm going to give so someone can. And last year, in 20, uh, not I guess we're 2021. In 2019, we saw the teenagers break the all-time record, giving over $66,000 to uh, Speed the Light. And this, this past year, in 2020, during a, a worldwide pandemic, during a time where everyone thought generosity would be down, 
during a time where, where, where people were just trying to stay alive, teenagers and leaders did it again. And for 2020, they broke the all-time record for Speed of Light, giving $67,212.85. Absolutely. And the best part is, is that's not it. Because the kids saw what the teenagers were doing and saying, if, if my big brother can do that, if my big sister can do that, then I can do that. And the kids across Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, through BGMC, last year in 2019, gave about 16,000, which is awesome. Lives were changed. But in 2020, they did something that no one was expecting. And they also broke the all-time record for BGMC giving. And they gave $56,104. Together, our future leaders of New England have given $123,316.85. It's unlike anything we've seen, the lives that are impacted. But I want to personally congratulate Restoration Church. I want to personally congratulate you guys because the kids and the, and the students of Restoration Church have done something no one in our district has ever done before. And Speed the Light, they are the first church to ever give $20,000. Restoration Church gave over $20,000 to Speed the Light. And for BGMC, many of you know this, you guys gave $40,000, making it over $60,000 that Restoration Church alone gave to ensure that the gospel is being spread, to ensure that all the nations are being blessed. And here's the really cool thing that no one knows. And I, I, can, I can announce it, right? Yeah, yeah. Just making sure. Make sure I get that nod. Restoration Church for BGMC giving is in the top 20 of the entire nation. Yeah. Are you excited about that or no? No, maybe. Maybe. Uh, top 20. There's over 12,000 Assembly of God churches, and Restoration Church through BGMC giving is in the top 20. Let's make that first. Amen. Let's make that first. Let's go. And it's about the mission. It's about blessing all the nations. I, I, I know the heart of your pastor because it's the heart of your pastor that helped me gain a heart of missions. It's the heart of Pastor Nate that helped me grasp a hold of what it means to be missional, of what it means to share the gospel. And I know the heart of so many leaders across our, our district that's all they want is to share the gospel. And so you guys are blessing the nations as a church. Because of you, entire villages in East Africa are getting clean water for the first time. Because of you, young men and young women are being rescued off the streets off of sex slavery. Because of you, children in Honduras are going to hear the name of Jesus Christ for the very first time in their lives. Because of you as a church. But we have to understand that we have an individual responsibility as a Christ follower to share the gospel where we are and to bless the nations where we are. Continue to give to Speed the Light. Continue to give to BGMC. Continue to give to Kingdom Builders because that is important. 
And through kingdom builders, you're able to bless the nations. But you as an individual are called to do the same thing that our missionaries do, and that's go. Go and spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Go and spread the gospel. So I don't know what your East Africa is. I don't know what your Honduras is, but you do. You know where God's calling you to share the gospel. Right now, my prayer is, and and I believe this, that God's bringing people to your mind that you need to share the gospel with, that you need to invite to church because he's calling all of us to do that from the very beginning of the word till today and forever. That's what we as Christ followers are called to do. And maybe you're in here and you're, you're hearing me talk about the gospel and, and, and how we have to share the gospel, but you, you've never even heard the gospel. You don't even know what the gospel is. The gospel is the greatest news of all time. The gospel is knowing that Jesus Christ gave up his place in heaven at the right hand of the Father to come down and live as a man for 33 years until he was led to die on a cross to sacrifice for our sins, for our mess-ups, for for our mistakes. And he, he died for people that didn't deserve it. We don't deserve it. We should never feel like we deserve, we don't deserve God's love. God loved us so much that he sent his son to die for us. And it doesn't end there because three days later, Christ resurrected. And it is in the death of his sacrifice and the power of his resurrection that we as believers are able to stand strong today. That we're able to live lives full of joy and excitement. There may be times of sorrow, but joy comes in the morning because we know the gift that we've been given. And so this morning, I want to give you an opportunity. Just as, as, as Pastor Nate was talking earlier and, and, and the song we were singing, I want to give you an opportunity to make sure that your name is registered in heaven. So if you're in here, I, I, just, I, I just ask everyone to, to, to close your eyes. If you're in here, if you're, you're watching online, if you're in Milan or Plymouth, and, and maybe... Maybe this is your first time hearing the gospel and you want a little piece of, of, of what I'm talking about. God wants to give you the whole thing, but maybe you just don't know if you deserve it. You don't know if you're there yet. It's really easy to accept Christ as your, your Lord and Savior. And it's one of the easiest things that, that we can do. All, all you have to do is, is repeat after me. God, I messed up. And I admit it. And there are times in my life where I have felt alone, where I know I've needed you, and I don't want to be alone anymore. And I need you now. And so God, I make you king of my life. I accept Jesus Christ's sacrifice and I live in the power of his resurrection. Lord, let it not be my way, but let it be your way. Thank you, Father, for accepting me into your family. Amen. 
And so maybe you're in here and you prayed that for the first time. I don't know. Maybe the person next to you knows. But I want to encourage you to, to, to come down and, and let Pastor Nate know. Let, let people know that, that you just accepted Christ into your life because that's something to be celebrating. Yes, we're celebrating 75 years as a church. But when someone gives their heart to Christ, we celebrate even more. And so I thank you, Restoration Church, for this opportunity. And I want to remind you, once again, that sharing is caring. God bless. Thank uh-huh.